You're listening to Islam tomorrow. We're broadcasting almost live all the way from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And we're in a, something called Baha, sand. And don't even ask me what we're doing with that. We're moving right along. We are broadcasting, we said almost live. You can go to the internet and pick up a rebroadcast of this and other programs at www.islamtomorrow.com. Today we'd like to, first of all, introduce our guests. We have some great folks with us, and some Muslims and some non-Muslims. And so our guests, the non-Muslims, will introduce them first. I will greet you, and then you can let everybody hear you back home. All you have to do is just respond back. Hello. Hello. Hey, that's pretty good. You'd think these guys had rehearsed. <laughs> now, I'm going to show you how to do it in Texas language. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, how about this? Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Oh boy, I like that. That's cool. Now, we're going to do it like Muslims for the Muslims that are here. Salam alaikum. Oh, now I'm going to show you how Texas Muslims do it. Are you ready? Assalamu alaikum, y'all. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, who Allah be jahil the Muslimin. All right. And we are having fun. And we're here in Saudi Arabia. By the way, this is my very first time to ever come to Riyadh. I've never been here before. Alhamdulillah, I got to go do Hajj several times, been down to Mecca and Medina and to Jeddah, but I'd never been to Riyadh before, and I was afraid to come. You know why? They told me it was so hot that even the sand would melt, but it's not hot. I'm wear Look, I'm wearing this stove. I have a jacket over it, and it's a black color, it's but I'm comfortable. It's nice. Of course, this isn't the hottest time of year, is it? But that's all right. This is a good time to be here, and it's a great time to share some information with each other. I'd like to begin our first segment by mentioning some ground rules so we can understand. And that is we need to use the same meaning for the words. Because usually this is where things start going wrong. When I say a word and you think I mean something else, or you say a word and I get the wrong opinion, so I'm going to try to define the words I'm going to use so that you can know where I'm at with what I'm saying. We'll begin with the word Islam, because that's what the program is about. What is Islam and who are the Muslims? The word Islam comes from the root in the Arabic language, Sin Lam Mim, or Slim, or Salama. This is how you pronounce it, that's all. Three letters. But it's a verb, it's an action, and it builds off of this action. And there are five meanings that come out of the word Islam. The first one in English is surrender. It means to give up. Give up. You know, kind of like somebody pulls a gun and sticks it in your face and you put your hands in the air. You give up. That's surrender. It doesn't mean you agree to anything except the fact that you're not going to fight. Why? Well, you've got a gun in your face or whatever. So you put your hands up. Okay? But the second one is to submit. A submission means an agreement. This is something you're going to make a pact or a covenant or a testament. 
the Bible has something called the Old Testament or Old Covenant. That's exactly the meaning. The New Testament or the New Covenant means the same thing. And the last covenant or last testament also has the same meaning. Most of you are familiar with the term Old Testament, meaning the Torah of the Jews. Most of you know that the New Testament represents the Injil or Gospel of the Christians. But there may be some who don't realize there's something called the Last Testament, and it represents the Quran for the Muslims. Just as the Christians understand the Torah and the Injil, or the Old and New Testament, so the Muslims understand the Old and New Testament and the Quran, and all work together and complement when you have open understanding. Okay? So, the second word, submission or covenant, is actually something they call in Arabic, shahada. It means to submit to God on His terms and bear witness to that in public. I bear witness there's only God who I'm going to obey and there's only God who I'm going to serve and I want God's will and not my will. Okay, that's what it means. Then the third word is meaning obey. It means you're going to do what you said. You said, I want God's way, not my way. If He wants something for me, I want to do what He wants me to do. And when you agree to that, then we're going to see, do you do it? Now it's up to you to put it into practice. That's the third word. Obey what you said you would do. The fourth word is to do it in sincerity because you know it's the right thing to do. Not because somebody's going to shoot you now. No. It's a matter of total free will. You will do this because you know that's what you really want. Example? Okay, you're driving down the street. It's at night, real late, no cars anywhere, but there's a red light. Will you stop? You're looking in every direction, no cars, no cops. I can go through this, no sweat. Even your friend is telling you, go man, she? go, let's go. And you're saying, no, it's a red light. They'll say, red light, so what, man, Saudi Arabia. No, but I, I, I can't do that. Why? It's wrong. And this is very key. This is a very, very important part of Islam that you know when something is right or wrong and then you act on the right way. And the last word is salam or peace. But it's not talking about the peace in the Middle East. It's talking about the peace that you have with your God, with the Creator. And it is the same thing we find the saying in the Aramaic language, which is like the Arabic language, in the Bible, when Jesus, peace be upon him, walked into the room with his companions or disciples, and he said, peace be upon all of you. In the Aramaic language, he said, "Assalamu alaikum. And this is the peace of Allah, the peace of God to be with you. It's very beautiful, isn't it? So now we understand that we're not talking about a noun. This is not a person, a place, or a thing. It's an action. It's what you do. Religions, traditionally, are named after a noun. A person, a place, or a thing. Not verbs. 
there's an exception. For instance, metaphysics could be meant to how you think and how you act. But for the most part, traditional religion like Judaism is named after the tribe of Judah, one of twelve tribes of Moses. Which makes you wonder, what about the other eleven tribes? What were they? But never mind that. Let's move forward. The Christians are named after who? Christ. Hindus are named after what? A place. Hindustan. Hindus. Buddhists are named after who? Buddha. But Muslims are not named after Muhammad. We're not Mohammedans. Although there are a lot of Muslims named Muhammad. <laughs> but still, why do we say Islam? Why don't we say Mohammedans? Actually, we hate that. We hate it very much because it's an insult to Allah. And it's an insult to Muhammad. Because Allah is the only one who is due any respect or worship when devotion. Whereas the Prophet, as much as we love him, we say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after his name, we cannot worship him. We cannot worship Muhammad. We only worship Allah. Now we're already in another subject. And that is now Islam as a noun. Islam as a noun. When the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, came, Allah used the word Islam in the Quran. And that's why we use the word Islam. Allah says in the third chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Imran, He says, A'udhu Billahi Min Shaitan Rajeem, Inna Dina in the Lahi Islam. For sure, the only thing acceptable to Allah as a way of life for you is to submit, surrender, obey in pure heart and in peace to Him. Now that statement is what Islam means. Do you see why nobody translates it? It's too big. It's too big. You just say Islam and it gives the meaning. Now let's ask ourselves the question, who are the Muslims? In the Arabic language, there's a prefix meme in front of a verb to show the one doing the verb. In the English language, you use the suffix er after the verb to show the one performing the verb. What do I mean? Watch. Talk. Talker. Walk. Walker. Stink. Stinker. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so you see, this is the one who does the action. In Arabic, you use a prefix. Mu or meme. Mu. So when we say sali, it means to perform the worship to Allah where we put our hands on our chest and we bow down and put our head on the floor. That's called sali. What is it? Salah. Sali musali. A one who does it, Musali. Got it? Now, if somebody calls the people to come to the prayer, that call is called the Adhan. And the one who does it is the Mu'adhan. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. So, the one who does that is Mu'adhan. So, if somebody Islams, oh, he, he Islammed. She's Islamming. Oh, look, those are Islamers. 
oh, that doesn't work. They're, they're Islamic. It's funny. You know what happened? I was in Florida on a radio show, and the lady that's the host of the radio show, after we were through, we walked out of her studio. She turned to me and she said, I forgot to ask you. There's so many different kinds of the, you know, of those people who do all, whatever you do. Are you Islamic or are you a Muslim? So see, she didn't even understand. The one who Islams is a what? Muslim. Muslim. But don't call us Muslim. We don't like that. Because it means something else. We say Muslim. Let me hear you say it. Muslim. That's the best you're going to do. I got folks listening to this at home trying to figure out what you said and you didn't make any noise. Muslim. That's a little bit better. One more chance. Muslim. One more time. You want to be a what? Gotcha. That's it. We're finished. Oh, God. <laughs> Call a shadow? <laughs> no, anyway. So, <laughs> how many of you having fun? Can I have fun? Okay, good. This helps. By the way, medicine sometimes is very good for you, but it doesn't taste good. So you put some sugar or asal, honey, with it, and it makes it go down nice. And that's why I like to have fun while I talk about Islam and Muslims. But I'm not making fun of my religion and I'm not making fun of anybody else's either. We're just having fun in general. Now, let's talk about what Muslim means. This term is anything, now we're talking about in general, anything, a human being, an animal, a tree, even a rock can be a Muslim. How? As long as it does what Allah wants it to do. As long as the one doing it is Islaming, and that's not a word, but Islaming, Islamer, Muslim. So if the rock is doing what God wants it to do, then it is surrendering, obeying, and submitting, and doing it in purity, and what else? Peace. So it's a Muslim. So that's why you hear Muslims say the sun is a Muslim. The moon is a Muslim. The earth is a Muslim. And everything in the universe is Muslim because it always surrenders and obeys in submission and purity and in peace what God wants it to do. Got me? That means Jews are Muslims. It means Christians are Muslims. It means that Buddhists are Muslims by the meaning that if they do what God wants them to do, they're doing that. That's a general statement. Got me? Understand? But it doesn't mean that they're in the religion of Islam as a noun. Now you see. Because if a person knows that there is God and he surrenders to God voluntarily and makes that choice, then he becomes what we say a real Muslim. Got it? Now this helps clear up a lot of questions right away. I know this took a few minutes, but think how many questions we just answered. Because if somebody said to you, well, what if anybody never heard about Allah? Well, so what? You don't have to know Arabic to go to heaven. Well, what if somebody never read the Quran? So what? What about people that lived before Muhammad? So what? So what? Did they recognize there was God? Yeah. Did they try to do what God wanted them to do? Yes. So, they Islammed. They were Muslim. 
even if they were called Jews at the time following Moses or if they were called Christians at the time following Christ. Now let's look to Muslims today. If somebody said, I'm born in Saudi Arabia. Well, let's don't use that. I'm there. I don't want to get kicked out of here. Let's pick on somebody else. Let's say Egypt, okay? Suppose somebody in Egypt said, I'm a Muslim. Because my parents are Muslim and it's a Muslim country, I must be a Muslim. But are they? We don't know yet. Why? Does he recognize that only God has to be worshipped? And does he surrender to God? Does he submit to God? Does he obey God? Does he do it in purity? And does he do it in peace? And does he do it 24 hours a day? Otherwise, he's not a Muslim. Got it? So just because the ikama or the passport said Muslim doesn't mean that Allah said he's a Muslim. Huh? Got it? It means that anybody can be a Muslim even on a desert island where they never learned any language. Suppose a person was raised with nobody around them. Maybe their parents died right after they were born and they don't know any language, they don't know anything, except they look around and they say, well, there's a creation here. Somebody's feeding me. These coconuts are coming from somewhere. And I need to say thank you to the God, that the mystery God or whatever created everything. Thank you, God. I, I wish I knew what to do. That's a Muslim. If he died in that, trying his best, it's up to Allah to judge him. Whoa! Very universal. It means anybody on any planet. If there are people on other planets or beings on other planets, they can be Muslims. Wow. Let's talk about Allah. What is this word Allah? Why don't you say God, man? We say God. Well, I think you're right, actually. If, if your word is more authentic than my word, I'm willing to change to what you use. You say, God, where does it come from? Huh? Where does the word God come from? I don't know. Where does English come from? It's only a thousand years old. Actually, 940 years old. There was no English language until the Normans invaded the Saxons in the year 1066 A.D. That means it's impossible for any prophet to ever have spoken English. Jesus could never have spoken English because it came a thousand years after he was gone. So it means Jesus never said God. Also, he never said Jesus because the word didn't exist until later. He was called Risa. Risa. And in the Aramaic text and in the Arabic Bibles because there are Arab Christians and Arab Jews and they use the word Allah, Allah, Allah. How many of you know that the Bible was in Arabic before it was in English? Well, guess what? It had to be. Because how would it have survived a thousand years right here where we're sitting? Right here where you're sitting, there were Christians in Arabia. There were Christians here before there was an English language. What did they call their God? They had Bibles. At the time of Muhammad, peace be upon him, there were Bibles being translated somewhat into the Arabic language. And on the first page of the Arabic Bible, I have two. On the very first page, the word Allah in Arabic 
is 17 times. So the word Allah is ancient. It goes back thousands of years. And the word God, what does it mean? Do you know the meaning? It comes from the Old English normatic form of ghud. And it means the ultimate good better than good. Ghud. Okay, that's nice. Something really, really good. But let's look at the word Allah. It's Allah's name. At the same time, what does it mean? It comes from the root ilah, ilaha. What is that? Huh? It means a God. It means something to worship. Not just good. It's something you worship. Now an ilah, ilaha, can be a rock. People can worship a rock. People can worship a stick. People can worship a stone. People can worship a human being. People can worship a bone. People can worship anything they want to, right? That's a God. In English, we put little g. And when we want to talk about the God, we use a big g. Well, in Arabic, Aramaic, and Hebrew, there's no capital letters. If you want to indicate what you're talking about, it's not something you just have to see. You can hear it. There's a difference between Elah and Allah. Can you hear the difference? Of course you can. The word Allah is to mean from the word to worship, but watch this. It means the only one to worship, and it cannot be made female or male. It's not man or woman. Now, some of you know the Spanish language, right? La vaca means the cow. Yes? El toro means the bull. So the A sound meant the girl and the L sound meant the boy. At the end of it, the A and the O, right? Vaca toro. Got me? And so this is correct because you gave the right sound for the female or male. But in Arabic it has the same thing, male-female sounds. But look at this. When it's Allah, it cannot be made female or male. The other thing, it cannot be made plural. It cannot be two or three or ten or fifty. Whoa. So now we know that Allah has a meaning and it's a name of who? The only one to worship. So now you choose what you want to say. If you like to keep saying God from good, or if you would like to say Allah, the only one to worship, that's your choice. Because the one who created you knows what's in your heart anyway. And nobody's trying to get you to change anything. Just so you know. I want you to be able to walk out that door knowing something about real Islam and what Muslims are supposed to be. I would like to wrap this up with a little advice. Don't look to what some Muslims do to understand what Islam is. You now have the knowledge to know what Islam really is and what Muslims are supposed to be. So if you see Muslims who don't Islam, that doesn't change what Islam is. And that's their problem. You probably should pray for them and think, I wish you would follow your religion better. How about that? Also, keep in mind that if a person walks 
with a limp, it doesn't change the quality of the word walk, does it? If you said, oh, that man limps, I don't want to walk. Why? Well, he limps. What's that got to do with you? Somebody speaks funny when he talks, so you're not going to talk. Why? Because he talks funny. That doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of people out there working don't make very much money. That doesn't stop you from trying to work and make money, does it? You work. Even though this guy works bad or that guy works better or somebody makes more money, it doesn't matter. You still work, don't you? Of course you do. So when it comes to this word Islam, this is between you and Allah. If you want to surrender, if you want to submit, if you want to obey, and you want to do it in true sincerity and in peace, that's up to you. Nobody can make you do it. We have a saying in Texas that I found out we borrowed from the Arabs. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So we've led you to the water. It's time to find out if you're ready to take a drink. For those of you who heard my voice today and understood what I said, and you're ready to make a commitment to your Allah, not to me, not to become a Saudi, not to become a Pakistani, not to become an American, but to become one who Islams, a true Muslim, then you can stand up now and do so. And for those of you who just recently stood up and made your Shahada within the last 24 hours or so, go ahead and stand up now. Go ahead. And those who would like to can do so. And just repeat after me. Now, Muslims, I want you to help us out here so they can hear the correct pronunciation. And say this. Ashadu An la ilaha illallah Wa ashadu an Muhammad Rasulullah This means... I bear witness in open testimony there's no God to worship except Allah alone. And I bear witness that I'm going to do my best to copy the last prophet who came and live up to what he taught us to do. And that's all it means. It's very simple. And then it's up to you after that if you really do it or not. This explains what is Islam and who are the Muslims. And I would like to close with a little small dua or supplication or prayer and say, Oh God, please guide all of our hearts to the right way. And if you agree with me, say, Amin. Amin. Oh Allah, guide our hearts to the right way. Amin. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanan wa fil akhirati hasan wa fina dhamanar. Amin. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanakallahum alhamdik. Asharu ala ilaha ilaha. Astaghfiruka atubu alayk. You've been listening to Islam Tomorrow. We're broadcasting almost live all the way from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Visit us on the internet www.islamtomorrow.com for rebroadcasts of this and other exciting programs. And until next time, this is your host Yusuf Estes reminding you Allah is a salam, the peace. And may peace be with all of you. Assalamu alaikum, y'all.